Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, October 23rd. A lovely Monday with the Canucks. Not in as great of a spot as last week, but still above 500, coming off of a win. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I'm great. I'm great. I feel great that I'm here, actually, for the start of the show, unlike last week, where you were carrying the ball like you usually do even when I'm sitting here next to you. But yes, here from the start. And I see we're both sipping beverages. I don't know about you. Do you have a funny feeling in your throat, too, or...? I, I was loud this weekend. I was at a couple football games. As the, I learned that at a Huskies game, you, you bark on third down, and that, that took my voice away uh, pretty quickly. And then the Seahawks game didn't help either. So uh, it is coffee. It's not tea or anything, yeah. but that might have been a better choice. Yeah, I got my hot chocolate here. I don't, I don't want to show you because I'll probably hmm. spill it on the keyboard. But uh, do you end up – did the Huskies win? I know the Seahawks won. Did the Huskies win yes. too? Yes, the Huskies wow. were favored by 27.5 points, and they won by eight. Uh, so okay. they did not have a great performance, but they did pull it out. But they did win. Well, so you were 2-0 on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I was here manning the fort for a game over, Canucks won. So overall, really good weekend for our teams then. Great weekend, yeah. I got to watch the, the first period of the of the Panthers game uh, yep. on Saturday before the Huskies game. Um, <laughs> but after that, I was just highlights. So uh, I might need a little bit of backup when we get to that point. That's awesome. By the way, I know we're going to talk about this. Uh, Canucks are three and two, as you hinted. The Canucks did not win their third game last season until November fourth, their eleventh game of the season. So, six games ahead already. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I was gonna say they didn't win their first game for a while either. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's uh, it was a, it was a good game, at least from what I saw um, this last weekend. Um, a scary week before that, though. Um, we were sort of joking before this that we we end up talking to each other now so much with like the game over stuff, and I was on your show, but like, and and now like doing videos, now, like we f- we feel like we've talked about all this before, but we haven't. Like the the, no. the loss to Philly, uh, the loss oh. to Tampa, um, those yeah. hadn't happened since the last time we uh, we were together. So we'll have a, a little bit of a chat about those because they were a, a jarring. Um, juxtaposition from the first two games, so especially the first game. Um, yeah. But it was good that they got back in the win column on Saturday. Yeah. I love the use of the word juxtaposition. I'm not going to try and segue this. I'm just going to say, Spartan, thank you for being a member and using your one-month membership message. Lucas, thank you for being a member and using your 15-month membership message. Lucas, $5. My schedule allows for Monday's pending events, so I'm open if you need a sub-host. We thank you. We will keep that in mind. And thank you for the donation, Lucas. And Carol, being the legend that she is, 10, oh 10 memberships for Canucks After Dark. So thanks, Spartan, Lucas, and Carol for your generosity to get us going today. That's awesome. And for those of you who are listening after the fact, that's your cue to get in early. Because sometimes, uh, you know, hey, there was only maybe 40 people when those 10 were dropped. And uh, those yeah. people had some good odds to uh, pick up a membership, get some fun uh, emotes in the chat. Uh, and love all it. that good stuff. Thank you very much, Carol. Love it, love it. Yeah, that's so funny you mentioned that, Parker, about uh, because of the crossovers or the content that we both produce and produce together. Now we probably produce more content together than we do separately, but yeah, it feels like we talked about things, but no, uh, Canucks actually were one, one and two since we last got together. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, and you know, that, that game on, on Saturday changes the tide a lot, right? Oh, they go and they go and lose that game, especially, you know, up three, one, uh, and then those two Reinhardt goals. If, if Florida ends up finishing that one off, now we're, you know, we're on some real damage control, right? We're like, what, yes. what has happened in, in a yes. week? Um, but, uh, it, you know, that five, three game, you know, they have those two goals 
this team loses those games a lot in the past, you know, they, where they blow the lead. I mean, you think back to the opening night last year, that three, nothing lead against Edmonton and they, they blow that, um, <laughs> that sort of felt like it had a similar vibe potentially, but, yeah. um, you know, Kuzmenko gets a nice goal and of course we'll go uh, game by game, but sure. that, that game is, is doing some heavy lifting for the mood of tonight's show. I think that's a really, really good point. Even before the game on Saturday, we we're talking about they're two and two and uh, because of the order it went in two wins, then two losses. Yes. Mm. We were on a two game lose streak as a to two game winning streak so who knows what it'd been like in the city if indeed it was three uh three straight and by the way antagonist uses a monthly membership message as well so thank you thank you yes um yeah so we'll have the three games that we'll recap uh and then we have three games to preview as well um wow. as we'll have the tuesday friday saturday combo that the canucks have going this week uh, and then they yep. don't play again until the following Tuesday, Halloween night, okay. um, which should be a fun one. All right. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. This week it was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And that Tuesday one, ugly. I know there's very, only five games. Yes, yeah, ugly, ugly. Very ugly. Um, and it didn't start too bad. I mean, you know, you look at those first two games. They, they win the first one pretty handily. The second mm. one they survive. And you're thinking, hey, that was Edmonton. This is their chance to go out and show against a Flyers team that's not supposed to be good, go out and show that, hey, yeah, we are a better team now, right? We should go out and we sh they should just take it to them. It should be a pretty tidy, like a 4-2 win, something along those lines. Yeah. First period was was pretty square. Shots were 11-10, uh, but Philly scores too. You have, uh, again, I, I hate it when you have guys who you've never heard of. Igor Zamula, 23-year-old undrafted defenseman, uh, yes. gets his first NHL goal less than two minutes into the game. Uh, and then you have Couturier scoring near the end of the first period. Um, and it's 2 nothing Philly, and it was a pretty even period. You know, Matt, Parker, I just had major deja vu because I, I realized why it feels like we talked about this game before. Because we've talked about this game before. I had Canucks After Dark on Tuesday, and you were uh, – not Canucks After Dark. That's this show. See, I get so confused. I had game over, and you were my guest because – that was oh, I was your, your guest on that. Yeah, that's, that's why. why. Okay, <laughs> we talked about this. so much sense. <laughs> so – for you, if everyone here that did not see that, we, we will still do this game justice. Yeah, that's the Mula goal, uh, a minute 45. And that was uh, the putt that came out of the corner. And uh, uh, it was kind of a fluky play how it got back to Zamula. But then Garland, not winning any uh, grit votes here, just kind of does this little flyby on his one knee. <laughs> yeah. And then you had Juleson that was kind of in no man's land, halfway between the goaltender and the... Uh, you don't want him at the point, but you don't want him like screening your goaltender. So unfortunately... That was an early, early, early uh, shot past Demko. Yeah, that was the start of the of the negative Juleson um, <laughs> sort of push that came. Um, yeah. And that really leads into the second period um, yep. where the Canucks got absolutely shelled by, again, the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Shots in this period were 22, uh, which I believe is the record for most saves for Thatcher Demko in a period in his career um, compared to three. For the Vancouver Canucks. How does that happen? Seriously, how does that happen? I don't know. It's it's very impressive to only get three <laughs> shots in a period and somehow allow 22. Like, to, to stay in your own zone for that long. And the, the icing on the cake there is Demko stopped all 22. Wow. The, he, you know, you look, at, you look at the periods here, you're like, oh, okay, well, Philly probably put it away in the second. No, the Canucks were still alive uh, after this period. And there was still that little shred of hope somehow, even though they got uh, dominated. Um, mm. But yeah, just a, an absolutely atrocious period. And actually, Parker, just before we, we, well, hopefully skip over the second and go to the third in a second, 
I remember on Game Over, you were telling me that you did not think Couturier's penalty shot was warranted because he still got a good scoring chance off, correct? Right. Yeah, because yeah. you're supposed to. It's supposed to rob you of a scoring chance. Is is when a um, is when a penalty shot's awarded, and it clearly didn't. I mean, he he did get a, a clear look. Uh, but they gave to him anyways, and he scored. I mean, yeah. if they had a power play, maybe they score there anyways, because it was warranting a penalty. It wasn't that it was a clean play. Uh, yeah. just was, it didn't meet the criteria for a penalty shot, I thought. Right, right. Fair enough. Okay. And then uh, we, we joked around about how he came in kind of half sideways, half backwards. And, and it's so hard for the goaltender. You have no clue when when he's going to release. And Couturier yeah. has, does have a really good release, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So second period, 22 to 3. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it can be so lopsided, but... Uh, Spoiler alert, we see it again again in game four. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah. And yeah, third period again, the, the Canucks sort of came back. Usually you expect score effects to play a role here, and the, the yeah. losing team usually has the most shots. Excuse me, uh, in the third yeah. period. Uh yeah. the Canucks out shoot him twelve to ten. Uh total shots were forty two to twenty six. What's surprising to me, Carter Hart was first star. Um, and they put Couture in. I guess you gotta put Zamula in for his first goal. Uh, Demko could have easily been a star in this game. <laughs> yeah, 40 saves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 40 on or 40 of 42. Uh, but of course, the home team picks there. Uh, sure. You know, John Garrett last year wasn't given, you know, if it was the reverse roles, he's not given the opposing goalie a star. Uh, but yeah, you put up a 952. Uh, that's a pretty yeah. good night, you would think. Yeah. yeah. So you walk out of that game, you're still up to, uh, you're two and one, you're one game over 500. And, uh, obviously we're not going to go 82 and 0. So right. uh, the good thing is at least Thursday, it, Thursday's game was a much, much better effort, a more competitive game. Yeah. And I, I also want to me uh, mention, um, yeah. you know, we said like, it's the flyers. It's a team that you should beat. Flyers actually are doing okay. <laughs> like they're top of the yeah. metro right now. Right. Like they're three, one and one. Um, wow. And obviously that game plays a part in it, but they have looked a little bit better than people expected. Um, so maybe that's a bit of a silver lining we can take from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then you mentioned we go to uh, the game against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Uh, and this one was a lot more interesting, I will say. Um, not as much of a dominant performance, of course, until we get back to that second period. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one starts off, uh, again, pretty even first. Uh, but it's a Nick Paul goal on the power play, uh, putting Tampa in front. Uh, the Canucks are getting scored on early. You know, yeah. uh, this one on super early, but... You know they're allowing they're allowing the first goal, which uh, is not ideal. That's right. And this is the Tyler Myers game. Now that I remember, it. man, it feels so long ago, but it was only three nights ago, uh, Thursday night, four nights ago, and yeah, this is the one where the Canucks actually were were killing a penalty, had control of the puck, and it wasn't just Myers. I think it's Joshua or someone else brought it, passed it back into our zone, and then they start fumbling with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, they were doing okay, right? Like they they played a bit of keep away, and that yeah. was fine. They got a little scrambly a couple of times, but then it gets all the way back into their own zone, and Myers has a ton of time. Like there was like two scrambly passes, and you're like, uh oh, but then it gets back to the guy who has no one on him, and you're thinking, all right, settle it down, Just take it behind your net if you have to. You're on a power play, or you're, I guess you're short, but like at worst case, guy comes in, you step to the side, and you fire it down, right? Yes. Um, instead he decides he has Pew Suter on a breakout pass as he's going this way up to the boards as Nick Paul's crossing in front of him. Um, it, I mean, it's just a, it's just a bad idea. It's just a bad you decision. Played, and he, he, yeah. he puts it around the tape. You play defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So explain to me, cause, uh, maybe, maybe Parker things happen way faster on the ice than, than we see on TV. And I get that you're supposed to never 
go up the middle. You're supposed to go up the boards, but yeah. that was one time where you're supposed to do the opposite, obviously, because there it looked like there's so much room. Was there actually a lot of room, or does it is it deceiving, or was there a lot of room up the middle? I think there was a lot of room, and even if there's not, he like yeah. he had the time to just back up, or he had yeah. the time, yeah, right. Like, hey, my my main look, which really you're on the PK, your main look is if you've got a guy wide open, you can kill more clock. Sure, that's a good play. Your main look is to send it down, right? Like <laughs> just ice it. Um, but he tries the sort of cheeky play and, and really, you know, it's a one-on-one anything along the ice is dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, what, mm-hmm. okay. You get that puck through to Pew Suter and then what? It's a one-on-three? Like, <laughs> like what's coming from that, right? Probably not a lot. Maybe he gets to double back. Maybe you kill another 10 seconds, but probably not, right? right. So the play is, is most likely to just take his extra step back. Yep. Let the play develop a little bit. No one's open. All right. Yeah. If it's down the middle, if there's a lane, wherever there's a lane, send it down. Um, yeah. And that was uh, that was not the play that was made in that scenario. Heck, as a righty on the left side, you could actually back up three steps and go behind the net and use that as your not. The, yeah. But not that not that anyone was coming. That's that's the tricky part. Yeah, there was right? the there's one guy, one. right? There there was Nick Paul, but he was he was a good like four yeah. stick lengths away. Like he wasn't yeah. it wasn't an imminent check. Yeah, you, you can back up. You can kill a couple seconds. A couple guys can get a change, and then you can step yeah. out and uh, and let it go. And worst case, the guy gets on you a little bit quick, and you just fire it on the boards, right? At yes. least it's on the yeah. on the wall. <laughs> okay, so we're all screaming at the at the TV, but then yes. they come on the second period, and they actually pump in two quick ones. Fourteen seconds in, Besser from Miller, great work. Uh, PDG doesn't get an assist, but Di Giuseppe yeah. did some great work on the boards. And uh, Miller, we've talked about this, so he's so smart. He's such a good passer, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. And Bester's feeling it. So that was nice. Yeah. JT Miller has had a very good start to the season. Um, yeah. I've, I've really liked his game. Uh, and then, yeah, you have the Tyler's Tyler Myers redemption, uh, which you said the redemption tour starts now. And I quickly shot that down. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, that was, was a good shot. tweet. Yeah. Great shot by, by Tyler Myers to step in, get it off. And uh, it was a, it was a good hard shot. Well-placed. Uh, and yeah, Canucks have a two, one lead a minute into the second period. And we're That's thinking, r- all right, Hey, this yeah. is what a bounce back, right? Great, a, yeah. smart bounce back. Uh, all you have to do now is not get out shot three to one for the remainder of the period. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, after Myers, uh, his, his gaffe in the first period, I tweeted, oh man, he had so much room. And then people were joking around. Oh, you must get clay mad when he's actually talking smack. Well, so then he scores. I said, yep. Myers redemption. Uh, redemption story starts and you you said right away uh check this tweet back in in a few minutes or later today and uh yes uh once again you're proven right <laughs> yeah it uh yeah it it, it was so bad was that in the same yeah. period that, that no it was actually, no, it was, was actually the, the fourth yeah, it was in the start third, of the yeah. Th- yeah start of the third okay. but you're right they get dominated for the rest of the period they, and they give up yeah. just as the connect scored two quick ones at the start of the period they gave up two quick ones at the end of the period yeah, and that's a backbreaker, right? Like yeah. you, you, you have that bad goal at the beginning, but you've brought it back. Um, the guy who really gave up the goal is the one that gave you the lead back. That's great, right? That's something yeah. that you can rally behind. And then, yeah, you let uh, Asimont, I don't know how you yeah. can pronounce that. Uh, you let him score. Uh, and then, yeah, literally a minute and nine seconds later, you have Kucherov scoring. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is in front by the end of the period. And it's just like, it's like, what a waste, right? Like you had those, yeah. you, you got gifted, not gifted, but you came out, you worked really hard in the first minute, uh, yeah. and you just sort of threw it away the rest of the period. Yeah. 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 By the way, the Esteban, I remember that he was streaking down the side and he did that quick snapshot pass good shot. and yeah, maybe Friedman's stick got in the way. How, what was Kucherov's first goal? I remember second goal. What was his first goal? 
Uh, his first remember. goal, I'm seeing it here. Uh, oh, it was the, it was literally just a shot from like the face-off circle. Like he took a step in off the wall and just yep. shot it through like three bodies, including okay. Cole. So there's traffic there though. There was traffic. Yeah. So, okay. You'd Did like you to make, or yeah, right. you'd like, you'd like a save, but you know, it was a good shot. So do you remember Kucherov's fourth, uh, second goal, the goal four for Tampa? Yeah, I do remember what happened, and I remember it being a power play for Tampa <laughs> yeah. Bay. Yeah, uh, sort of a battle on the side. Uh, Canucks can't get it out, um, and it's really a battle. And now that I'm looking at it back, uh, Pedersen's it, and the key is Pedersen's in that battle. It's Pedersen against Point, or is that Paul? Which one's twenty-one? Is that uh, Point? Point. Point and. Uh, whoever that is, whoever 20 is, is that Paul? Yeah, that's Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Point, Point and Paul. Paul are battling Patterson. Uh, PPP. And yes. And then Tyler Myers comes in to just to be help. a wrecking ball. <laughs> like that, that was his job. That's what he was trying to do. Right. He, he didn't sort of come in slowly and go for a little poke. He didn't try to stick lift. He came in as like, all right, I can take everybody out here. And he only takes out Elias Patterson somehow in very impressively. Uh, only takes out Elias Pettersson. And if you were counting, it is a five on four. But when one guy takes out another guy and they're both in a dog pile on the wall, yeah, there's only two left. So now it's a five on two. Awesome. Against uh, five, which, of the mo- five of the most skilled players in the Eastern Conference, basically. Yeah, against a really good power play, and they just sent it across and Kucherov scores. Oh. Uh, that one was a nightmare. Uh, so yeah, four two. And uh, Tampa Bay really just held up the rest of the game. Um, yeah. Canucks made it a little interesting with that Miller goal at the end, sure. uh, with under two minutes to go, uh, just the shot that he had was a good shot, but, yep. um, yeah. yeah, it was it, that one, that one actually hurt that, that goal, yeah. that goal made me unhappy. Cause I'm like, Oh, now I like, now I'm a little bit invested. Cause like, Oh, can they do it? Um, and then the end of this game is what made me mad. Uh, I don't know if you remember the last 10 seconds of this game. Tell me Quinn Hughes and, and Elias Pettersson passed the puck back and forth for 10 seconds. <laughs> From 10 to 0 on the clock. Uh, Hughes, they swap places like twice. Pedersen ends up on the point. Hughes plays it to him. They do a little 1-2-1 up the wall. Yep. And then Hughes is like, well, I have to shoot it now. And he's at the goal line. Uh, it was, just, it was yeah. a waste of, a, of any opportunity. So, Parker, I know you, you've played the game. I play, but very casually. But at least I understand it. I know we've talked about this. It's maddening when you're at a game and you got the guy behind you. As soon as the Canucks get the puck on the point, shoot! Shoot, yeah. obviously, they're trying to look for a lane. You get it blocked, and it goes the other way for a breakaway. So there's there's reasons why you don't shoot mm-hmm. as soon as you get the puck at the point. But that's when there's not there's more than 10 seconds left in the game. <laughs> yeah, the, the play there is, I mean, you either you, you find a, a shooting lane, Pedersen finds yeah. some sort of shooting lane, or Hughes tries to drive down the wing, right? right. You try to drive right. down the wing, pull people over, and then try to hit a pass back door or try to go short side. Um, but they... Uh, he, I think he thought Pedersen was going to shoot, right? Pedersen probably looked, and he's like, I don't have an angle, so we just kept giving it back. Um, right. And Tampa, I mean, to be fair, it was well defended, and that yeah. was uh, that made it difficult. Meanwhile, I'm sure Miller is swearing under his breath. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's under his breath usually. <laughs> Over his breath, on top of his breath. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, we amidst all of our talking, thank you, Spartan, for the $2 donation. Tyler mm-hmm. Myers for Prime Minister of Next. So, <laughs> Yeah. He does have I one of those. So they come out of Florida and now they are even two and two on the season and the sky is falling. Don't know what to do with Tyler Myers. Yeah. 
crazy. Well, yeah, this this newly revamped defense, which we knew wasn't going to be great, um, but with the the early injuries and, and we thought, hey, Myers is going to be able to, you know, he's not been great and he makes too much money, but he can yep. still he can still eat twenty minutes a night, right? Um, and he's sort of been proving that maybe he can't. Um, you know, it's it's been hurting the team, and maybe it's a couple of mistakes, maybe a couple of lapses, and maybe he'll be better. Um, but I mean, we did see in the in the following game that his ice time got cut uh, pretty yeah. drastically, right? And yeah. it's scary because you know Noah Juleson hasn't been good either. So they're really they're they're low on they're low on options. Um, you know, the the Friedman trade is is actually seems to have been a, a necessity. <laughs> at this point uh but yeah tyler myers uh we haven't got to the next game yet but he was the low minute guy on d he played 13 yeah. minutes i'm glad you mentioned friedman so friedman they make that trade on the wednesday he plays on the thursday and uh i know he got smoked by tanner Janot, who's probably a foot taller than him <laughs> that is that is one of the tougher customers you could try to <laughs> try yeah, to fight yeah yeah and I know it's his first game, and yeah, I don't know. I I really like the way Friedman talk. I, he's got a total uh, chip on his shoulder. I'm not sure if you heard yeah. Frank Corrado Parker speaking to Garrison Price. He, you got the sense that Friedman's not very liked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't see that Corrado interview. I just saw I saw the one of Friedman talking where he was like, "I just want to piss people off, basically." Yeah, yeah. So Corrado basically said that Friedman. Uh, he he hinted that. Friedman basically uh, thinks he's a lot better than he actually is. And I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Actually. I thought it was awesome. Good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's better to think you're better and cause that might make you at least step up and have some confidence. Um, right. As opposed to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah playing scared. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Friedman, third best right shot D on the Canucks right now. So that's, that's why he's in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and th these games were, you know, we looked at these as the Canucks are two and O coming in. They yeah. have the Panthers without Montour, without Ekblad, like the, yes. you know, a hurting Panthers team. You play them twice this year. Now is your better chance to beat them. Right. Right. Yeah, same thing with Tampa. They don't have, they don't have Vasilevsky, right? Like that's, yeah. Yeah. that's your opportunity. You're, you're up against, uh, what's his name? Jonas Johansson. Uh, right. Like, so it was like a singer. Yeah. You yeah. know, he has a career eight ninety. Like that was your chance to go in and, you know, score five and, and be three and one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we looked at it and we're like, man, this, this team could realistically be through these Florida games, maybe three and one, four and oh, three oh and one, something along those lines because of how they played against Edmonton. But then it, you know, it felt like, again, those first two games count just as much, but it feels almost like you wasted this chance to really step up into a, into, yeah. you know, out front in the division. Yeah, especially that, and we, I think you and I both called that they win the Philly and then maybe split the two four yeah, games. Take I think, one. I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they put themselves in a pretty tricky spot heading into Saturday's game. So I know you're you're in Washington State. You're you're not you're kind of focused more on you know the Huskies and the Seahawks than the Canucks. But before the Florida game, how did you? What did you think of the Canucks' chances to to escape Florida with a win? It felt pretty 50 50 to me. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where again, they're missing, they're missing some guys. Um, uh, obviously Sam Reinhardt's been really good and, and continued yep. to be that game. And they, and they've got some players, right? Barkov's fantastic. Bobrovsky can steal a game on any, any given night. And he, he wasn't good. That was big for the Canucks. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I thought, Hey, you know, I, I would have, I would have called that a toss up going in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the Canucks. Oh, actually, we'll go in order. But uh, they had actually had a decent second period for once. But we, I should, I guess, we should go in order. So the first period, mm -hmm. 
I can't remember what happened. I'm sure you have it in front of you. So we had a power play goal. Um, ah. I mean, I, I, I want to start at the beginning because Shorty was right on it on the broadcast because uh, this is the only period I watched. <laughs> that's <laughs> and true. I, that's and true. I had the sound on. It was before I left uh, to go tailgate. Uh, and it was, and he was saying like, Bobrovsky is all over the place. Like he yeah. was all over the place, like just fumbling pucks, like on, on passes and like to his D men and weird rebound issues. Uh, and then the first goal of the game, uh, Canucks on the power play, uh, Hughes, who had looked fantastic already gets the shot off from the point. And Pedersen has like as textbook of a screen as you can have. It's beautiful. Right? He is probably an inch outside of the blue paint off the heel of his skate blade. Uh, he is right in front of Bobrovsky. He makes a little bit of contact because Bobrovsky comes out to him, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, and it was a perfectly placed shot by Hughes, um, who's got, he looks like he's got a decent shot. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a good start. Remember, his shot is 20 miles an hour better than last year. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> so funny. Uh, if he does this every you... year, he's going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wait till 2030. Uh, the. Uh, the other neat thing about Pedersen screening Borowski, Parker, is um, that just shows you that there's more movement on the Canucks power play because usually he's stapled to that right side. Usually Miller, he goes up and down, but he's stapled to that left side. So the fact that PD sneaks in, sometimes Miller and PD swap places. Sometimes actually Hughes goes to the right and PD goes up top. So it's nice to see that they're doing a bit more now in their power play. Yeah, the Canucks power play hasn't been bad um, yep. previously, but it has been stagnant. Know, Sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. not been exciting. There hasn't been a lot of movement. It's it's really played around the outside, get someone shooting downhill or or bump it in front, do something down there, right? Um, but having guys moving, right? Like teams teams picked up on the Pedersen shot, right? The Pedersen one timer, you know, it it stopped really working because it was defended okay, and and he started hitting a lot of crossbars. <laughs> to be fair, um, but yeah, if you have Pedersen, sometimes he's on the point, sometimes he's behind the net, like sometimes he's crashing the net. Uh, having that movement makes it tougher to defend for sure. It makes it tougher to execute also, right? It's more complicated, um, but it's a little more free flowing. Uh, and yeah. that was, uh, I think that might be uh, pretty good for their power play this year. So then Barkov ties it up uh, just 20 seconds later. And uh, I think yeah. you saw this one too, where Myers and Cole, I, I'm not blaming them. And even Talkett didn't blame them. They got caught both on the boards and then they kind of left the middle open. But Talkett was saying it should be one of the three forwards that picked Barkov up coming straight up the middle. Yeah, it was uh yeah, it was a play to the near side on the blue line. Yeah. Um and Myers pinches over. But if you're Myers, you also need to see that you don't have a forward there yet, right? True. True. Like hey, true. It, it is a 3 on 2 as his puck comes in. You can't be on the wall. Um yeah. especially when Barkov's coming in. Um and Barkov with a nice finish. I mean, he puts it to the backhand and it hits the post uh, <laughs> and then he yeah. drops it in. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was, that one hurt. It was like, okay, well, again, we're, we're just wasting these, these opportunities, right? Yeah, you have yeah, the lead, yeah. you got to hold it for a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, very quick answer. And then knowing what happened in game two against Edmonton game three, especially against Philly game four against Tampa, the second period, I was kind of scared as to what would happen in the second period. Yeah. I, yeah. They've been outshot dramatically, uh, yeah. in the second period throughout the season. Uh, not the case in this one. Yeah, Susie with a power play goal. And this one was interesting. It was the second, obviously, Susie's out there. He's out there because they're expecting the power play to end. Right. Uh, it was like five seconds great, left on the power play, right? Yeah. And some great work on the wall. And he comes out and he comes to the middle and no one checks him, Parker. No one. He had time to look around and see that no one was checking him. Yeah. Yeah. He has, well, there's two guys who pinched on the wall to try to get the puck out. So there's only two guys left, right? Yep. Uh, and yep. they they both played. 
because you had uh, one guy in one face-off dot, one guy in the other face-off dot, uh, and they're both opposite hand, right? You have a right-hander <laughs> on the left-handed side and a left-hander on the right-handed side. So they are Even both. If you look, if you take a freeze frame right before Susie shoots, they both have their stick in the air on opposite sides. And those defense are covering them perfectly. Uh, yep. But it does allow Susie to just walk in. I mean, he gets a light little stick tap from behind. Right. Um, but he just fires it in. That was it. And that, it was, was that his first power play goal of his career? I think I saw. <laughs> wow. That, I wouldn't be. Well, I guess I'd be kind of surprised. But I do know. When we we signed him, Parker, I would watch Seattle um, Kraken highlights, and he mm-hmm. he can score. Didn't he have like eight yeah. or ten goals last year or something? Like he can score something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. it was a good you know offensive play. He was paying attention, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, he only had three goals last year. The year before, he had ten. Okay, thank, um, you, thank you. But yeah, like he he takes the puck off the wall. He doesn't just hold it and dump it back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes it off the wall, walks the line, and then skates it in. Uh, love it. Yeah, good offensive awareness. Yep, love it, love it, love it. And then, uh, man, it's funny. Uh, the Canucks score in bunches and they give up they in do. bunches right away. Yeah. 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 Petey. That, oh, yeah. this is the sweet pass from Kuzmenko. This was an unreal play. Yeah. Kuzmenko yeah. takes it behind the net. He's got a guy draped all over him. Uh, and then, yeah, he just does the behind the back sort of spinorama somehow right on the tape of Elias Pettersson, who is wow. in the, you know, if, if you had to put Elias Pettersson somewhere on the ice and say, Hey, score from here. That's the spot, right? Yeah. His right foot is on the hash mark. Like he is wow. dead center and he just rips it. Uh, a perfect yeah. shot. Perfect pass. Um, that's, you know, that that's what they need to do, right? You, you, if you're yeah. scoring and you have some momentum, you gotta, you gotta run with it. And especially if you're giving goals up quick, it's better to have you get the second one than to give up the second one. And Kuzmenko's pass was so nice because nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of hundred, you're going back behind the net again. But he, instead of doing that, he just dumped it before he even finished his turn. Basically. It was, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. Through yeah. in front. And that's, yeah, it helps that, you know, they played together all last year. They know where each other is going to be a little yeah. bit more potentially. Yeah. And yeah. Pedersen knows where to be because Manko knows yeah. where he should be. So, yeah, it was yeah. very well done. And I know I, I, maybe we'll talk about Mikheyev after the uh, after we go through the goals just to see his effect. So, yeah, 3-1, all is good in the world. And then it's the third period that does almost does the Canucks in this time. 19-4, to they're outshot. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I get score effects a little bit, right? They played, they just tried to lock it down, which I don't love. Yeah. Yeah. as a strategy um so yeah this uh this first florida goal i mean who's this that just skates around the entire zone um yeah. was it uh rodriguez, rodriguez? rodriguez. just yeah. just gets to do an entire lap all the way yeah. around the zone throws it on net and poor uh, rebound yeah. there for yeah. the rebound yeah yeah that one that one was tough that one was tough and then the the next goal it's interesting because you think chronic had a read a line on reinhardt but a runner just a, just a quick fake, or maybe Hronik wrongly anticipates he's going to go up the boards, and he leaves the he leaves the the near side wide open. Yeah, he just gets burned, uh, and yeah. it's that one sucks for DeSmith because he he clearly fans on that shot, right? Yeah. He's trying to go upstairs, and it just slides through the five hole. Um, so a bit of luck there uh, for Reinhardt, um, yeah. but yeah, it's three three, and I I literally because um, we were we were walking into. Husky star. No, we were, no, we were, we were still outside. Yep, um, but yep. I had, I literally like opened my phone cause we had like, I had just sort of gotten there and refresh and I was like, Oh, it's three, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. and that, yep. that one hurt to see. Cause I'm like, and my thought there is, yeah, they they found a way to lose this one. Exactly. And then DiGiuseppe takes out two former Canucks in one fell swoop. He plays 
Oil hard behind the net. And then Gustav Forsling, who the Canucks traded in 2015 for Adam Clendenning. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, he tries to help. And Giuseppe is the one who comes out with the puck. It was pretty, it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, again, coming into this year, seeing Phil Giuseppe getting put with Miller and Besser on a line, I'm looking at him like, Why, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's your second line winger. Um, I, what a player he's been so far. Just going yeah. in, winning seemingly every battle. Uh, just creating goals, right? Like, like that is a one-on-two where he outworks one guy. The guy then gets support. He shields it from him and then slides it perfectly in front to Kuzmenko. And then how about Kuzmenko? He's yes. in the slot. He's in the slot. Yep. There's, I mean, he sort of has two guys to shoot past. I think Barkov is in the crease also right in front of Bobrovsky. Uh, and he just waits and waits and waits. Uh, it's not uh, Barkov. It's 18. Um, but he waits and waits and waits. And then you, if you freeze frame it, they are both just... Yeah, they're a pile um and kuzmenko just finds a lane and and puts it in kicks to the sky <laughs> and uh yeah it's a a great goal and a good answer again one minute after uh the florida goal that tied it um yeah. you know they uh they get the lead right back yep uh so nice play by kuzmenko nice play especially by Giuseppe. and then uh bester i i, I kept watching i thought Miller should have actually had an assist on this. I thought it was Miller that poked it up from in front of the net up to Besser, but maybe I guess did it touch someone else or he did not touch it on the, yeah. on the last one, the empty netter. Yeah. On the Besser empty netter. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's a point shot or uh, it's back at the point. Uh, let's see. He plays it out. No, it was a pass from below the goal line that just missed everybody. And went oh, right to Besser. Okay. Uh, okay. And then Besser just fires it from, I don't know, that's 160 feet, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well-placed shot. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got six. Six goals in five games. Wow. Wow. 30 easy, man. I, I can't yeah. remember what you and I predicted now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think it was 30. We predicted 30. I think we were in the 20s somewhere. Um, wow. But yeah, it was a it was a big, a big get-right game uh, for the Canucks. Mm -hmm. they, they took advantage of... A goalie who was off of his game in Bobrovsky, yep. at least at least in the first period when I was paying more attention. Sure. Um, and, and they held on at the very least. They allowed those two goals, and they didn't just turtle, right? They went out. They got it done. Um, yeah. How about Casey to Smith, hey? Yep. Like, so he's Undefeated. two starts plus 10 minutes. Um, he's got a 938 so far this season. I think, what, Demko's got a 930? Wow. So between the two of them, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a goalie tandem. That's oh. a, that's a goalie tandem that can do something. Um, yes. that, I mean, yeah, you look at this trade, you look at, you look at Tanner Pearson in Montreal. He's doing great. I think he's got, he's got five points already Yeah, um, this is, for the yeah. Habs. Um, so, and for the Canucks, I mean, you're not missing them. You're looking at Casey to Smith and you're saying, wow, like, thank goodness we've got this guy. Cause Imagine if we had a, you know, Spencer Martin in for those two games, right? And, and nothing against him, but last year he was not as good. They yeah. probably win. They probably don't win them both. They maybe yeah. win one. Um, so yeah, DeSmith has been. I, I I feel like he's already earned this team four points. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And DeSmith was good uh, um, for a second straight start. And then you bring Ilya McKeever in, and and you and I have been have been tooting this horn for since the start of the season. It just makes the lines look proper. Now you have a proper first line, a yep. proper second line that's playing like a first line. And then now you have a third line that can actually score, even though they switch it up in practice the next day. You actually have a third line that has potential in Suter, Garland, Beauvillier, even though they're all yep. invisible so far. And then a, a yep. true fourth line of mucky muckies with, with Joshua, 
Lafferty and turn out to be uh, uh, Stadnika might be a Hoglander next next game. Then that feels about right. Then yeah. just so much stronger now with McKayev there. Yeah, up front that is a uh, you know McKayev's going to take a little bit to get back to full speed, but he looks he, yeah I, he had one good skate where he looked you know like he legs are there yeah uh, which yeah. is good. You, you, we had no idea what we were going to get from that, uh, so it's good to see that uh, hopefully he's developing back to that speedster that he can be. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I'm really liking how the lines are coming together. Um, yeah. I, I'd love to see some more from Bavillier. <laughs> no, I know. Um, uh, but that hasn't been their problem yet, right? Except yeah. that one game against Philly, you know, they've, they've been scoring goals. Um, yeah. It yeah. hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been too, too tough on them. Um, but yeah, if they can start to get some more, some more development from the depth, I mean, yeah, you look at Patterson with 10 points, Quinn Hughes has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bester's got the six goals. Um, wow. and the, and the goaltending has been elite, right? If, if you know, Elias Pedersen is not going to average two points a game all year, right? Bester's not going to average over a goal a game all year there. The, the depth is going to have to step up and, and score as well. Um, mm. and, and sort of fill in the gaps where need be. But, um, I don't think we have any reason to be too, too worried about that yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, you know, it's interesting, Parker, you might not have seen it cause you're at the, the Hawks game. So they practiced the next day. And they actually, uh, you mentioned you want to see more from Bouvillier. They dropped him down the fourth line. So uh, they brought uh, Joshua and, and Bouvillier switch spots. So mm. they put Joshua up with Garland and, and Suter just to give him maybe um, a bigger body there. And then the fourth mm. line then became uh, Lafferty with Bouvillier. And then Sednika was out. And then Hoglander was in. So that's how they lined up, at least for practice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. we'll see. Yeah. All right. As long as they well, don't talk the top, touch the top six. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they have any reason no, to. Um, not at all. Yeah. No. I thought if there was going to be anything breaking in the top six, it was going to be that PDG Miller Besser line, and they have been unreal. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's preview the the next three real quick, and then we'll get to a couple questions. Uh, we've got sure. about twenty minutes to do so. The previews are usually a little bit quicker. Um, let's talk about tomorrow night's game. Weird start time, 6.15 for us. Yeah, how come? What's going on? Everything is a weird start time tomorrow because every single team in the National Hockey League is playing. And no Um, two games start at the same time, correct? No two games start at the same time. They are all 15 minutes staggered, uh, except for a couple. (laughs) Basically, it starts at 3 o'clock, Maple Leafs Capitals. 3.30, 3.45, 4.15, 4.30, 4.45. It's all the way 15-minute gaps all the way until you have um, a gap. Basically, the Rangers and Flames start at 6.45, Coyotes and Kings at 7.30, and then Flyers and Vegas at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, That one starts. So that is a a late night uh, for any Philadelphia fans watching from the East Coast. (laughs) That game, I think, starts at 11 o'clock there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, six, okay. That's what a weird time. So, anyways, once the Canucks actually play, they play against Nashville. Nashville, uh, the the definition of mid, they're three and three. They they're five hundred. So they're really only half a game behind us. They're we're three yeah. and two. They're three and three. And uh, the, the usual suspects leading them in Philip Forsberg. Uh, I, f- I forgot Ryan O'Reilly's there. I actually forgot I, that. I did too. That and is Gustav the... Nyquist. What the heck? When did all these guys get here? Anyway. Yeah. They... <laughs> That is fair. Yeah. Forsberg is almost yeah. on a point per game for them. Nike was up there yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Novak has four goals. Tommy Novak. Tommy. Um, yeah. Guy who's played 84 career games. <laughs> uh, he's got four goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
the thing when you, with Nashville is is going to be UC Soros. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a very good goalie. Uh, he's a centerpiece of this team, right? This this Nashville team is supposed to be on the outside looking in. Uh, if you look at the sort of playoff odds, at least from the Athletic, they're at forty six percent. So they're they're one of those teams, though, that if we're looking at essentially who's competing for the wild card spots in the West. They're in that mix with the Canucks, yep. right? Yes, so these games, even though, you know, it's game six for the Canucks, game seven for the Preds, they don't seem super important, uh, but they might make a big difference by the end of the year. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a winnable game. It's a game that you want to win. Uh, it does wrap up the road trip for them. And, and yeah, if they win this one, it's a, it's a positive road trip, which would yes. be a, a great start to the season. Yeah, Soros. Um, so uh, I'll take a guess, Parker. So they've played six games and... He's played all every single minute except for how many periods. So it's 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 an even number. So I I, get, I have the stats in front of me. <laughs> oh, so you saw. So yeah, he's yeah. played every game except what two periods, right? Yeah, forty yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's been good. Nine fifteen save percentage, um, and he's always good. Uh, he's yeah. a he's a heck of a goalie. Um, so that'll yeah. be tough. But obviously the Canucks have the goaltenders too, right? It'll. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll be Demko tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure it'll be Demko right. for two of these games and then yep. uh i'm assuming demko tomorrow to smith on friday against uh, i agree and then agree. demko saturday and um, one of those weird scheduling things we we play uh, uh nashville on back-to-back tuesdays i know we don't have to preview mm. the second nashville game because that's a week from now but yeah two nashville games in seven days or eight days yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's a game that i feel like the canucks should be the favorite um if the Canucks get some power plays, I think that's going to be the difference maker. Uh, the Preds right. have the worst or third worst PK in the league so far. Oh, good pull. Um, at 60, 67%. Um, so obviously yeah. low sample size this early in the year, right? You're like, oh, the Canucks have a 37.5% power play, right? Yeah. Third in the league, um, which is, is nice. And this team has the skill to be a top five power play, if not top 10. Um, yes. And with the goaltending that they have and the penalty kill looking okay so far, um, yeah, if they can capitalize uh, on their opportunities in the power play and uh, again, just not throwing the game away in the second period is going to yeah. be a pretty big key. What's your penalty kill right now? Oh, 75. 75. Okay. Better than what Respectable. it is. Yeah. 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 We'll take it. We'll um, take it. all right. So that's Nashville. Yep. Um, and then another two day break. A lot of those early this year. Um, the Canucks then don't play until Friday night back at home, seven o'clock at Rogers arena, uh, against a St. Louis blues team that cannot score. They're two, one and one. You look at that and you're like, Oh, they're doing fine. Um, they're averaging two goals for a game uh, and two and a half against. So they have been very low, low event. event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really not doing much. Bennington's got a nine fifty nine uh, so far this year. Um, you have to imagine it'll be him against a Smith on that Friday game because the Canucks do play on the Saturday, and you'd think they'd yeah. probably want to put in Demko on the Saturday night hockey day in yeah. Canada against the Rangers. Um, so, but you know what happens with Jordan Bennington when he plays the Canucks? You got Brock Besser, and now Brock Besser scoring goals. Oh, so this is a disaster. I'm, there's going to be this could be a night for Brock Besser to <laughs> to hit double digits uh, on the <laughs> season. Um, yeah, they, St. Louis doesn't have a power play goal yet this year. They have the league worst penalty kill, which is impressive for a team that has only allowed 10 goals in four games. Their penalty kill is sitting at 63.6. Um, so I'm assuming wow. that's like three goals on seven or eight chances, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. which isn't great. 
Yeah. Um, that means but, they don't uh, get, they don't get penalized that much either. Then if they've only given up, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've been staying out of the box, uh, yeah. and they've they've been a, a pretty boring team. So expect that one to maybe be low event, or maybe the Canucks run out of the building, or of course yeah. that one will be like a six five game because that's how these things work. Kind of interesting how Nashville and St. Louis are our next two opponents. Um, I don't think you and I either of us have them as top three central. They're exactly what you said, kind of wild card battling. But you look mm. across the league, and it's crazy to see teams like. Arizona, Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, um, all doing really well. Actually, Columbus, Philly, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah you look yeah, at the Detroit standings. especially. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, St. Louis so, is, is not supposed to be a playoff team this year. No. Right? And, and I don't they, like Bennington. I don't know what I'll just say. Do I don't do like I. him. Neither do I. Ever since yeah, he thought that he should have won the Calder over PD. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, I fully agree. Um, it, yeah, it's a game the Canucks should win. Uh, and it's one that... You look at Nashville, the Canucks should be a better team than Nashville. You look at St. Louis, they should be a better team than St. Louis. They should right. win these next two games. And then that Rangers game is going to be a real test because the New yes. York Rangers are a heck of a hockey team. Yeah. By the way, like the stream, if you think that Parker sort of looks like Jordan Bennington, even though I just said that I don't like Jordan Bennington, I like Parker, but I do think they look – what do you think, Parker? A little bit? Even a tiny I bit? I don't know. Pull him up. I think you do. I think okay, you do. I'll pull him up. Uh, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, I think you look like him a little bit. A bit. Nah. I'm not just saying that because you're both Caucasian. Uh, really. I... <laughs> Similar hair, maybe. Um, okay. Taylor just says you're better looking, which I would agree with. Thank I you. I agree with you, Taylor. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, yeah. Okay. But I, I want to punch him in the face. I don't want to punch you in the face, so maybe you guys don't look alike. Then. Yeah, I'd join yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to, uh, Saturday night. So back to backs already a tough, uh, tough look. Do the Rangers play? Uh, also, let me, let me check that. I on wonder Friday? if they're, cause they might have like a little, although I don't think any, I don't think many teams play on the Friday. Uh, no, they, they are in, uh, Calgary tomorrow, Edmonton Thursday, mm-hmm. Vancouver Saturday, and then right. Winnipeg Monday. So they're just on this little, on their Western swing, Western yeah. Canada swing for the year. Um, yeah, they're also three and two. Uh, of course, that'll change by the time we get to Saturday because uh, both yeah. teams have two games. Um, it's this is one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, they have, in my opinion, the best goalie in hockey, um, mm-hmm. maybe the second best. Um, and then they have Jonathan Quick as their backup, who's looked really good so far. Also, yeah. um, and but it'll probably be Shesterkin in that game. Um, yeah. yeah, they've got a lot of firepower. I mean, you're looking you're looking at you know Panarin. Uh, Zvenajad, Nick Benino, uh, just a, <laughs> who's who of but, names, Jimmy VC, uh, Blake Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, guys like Adam Fox, Condor, oh, yeah. uh, that's, they've got, they've got a very strong hockey team. Um, yeah. but it's a team the Canucks, I think can hang with, um, you know, stats sure. wise, they've been pretty similar so far. Um, again, yeah. low sample size, but, um, you looking at this group, I, I, Hey, if the Canucks win two of these games, I'm yeah. in. A, I'm a pretty happy guy. Me too. By the way, I'm just looking at New York stats. I Benino and Wheeler scoreless, eh? Like zero points. Yeah. Well, I, Wheeler's lost it. I think he's yeah. uh, he's just not very good anymore. He's like, how old is he? He's like thirty. He's thirty-seven. Okay. Uh, he just he just can't really keep up anymore. And then not like his game was ever being fast, as <laughs> his name might imply. Um, but yeah, his uh, he's just lost a step. Yeah. 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 Is that the game? They were talking about the Rangers Canucks game last year. Is that the one of the Scorpion Save, or is that two years ago? You were at it. That was two years ago, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, 
But you were at the you were at a Rangers game because it was it wasn't the one where you oh, were sat. I was at yeah, I was at the Rangers game. Yeah, that was that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That last season. That was, that was a good one. That was that was either very beginning of last season or it was the year before. Oh, you're right. Yours was the year before because uh, Ricky was saying that it was Seelaw's first game last last year. Mm, okay, so he was two years two years ago. 160 people in here. Wow, wow, that's massive. Thank you, everyone. Mm, thank you. Where are you thinking for this uh, for the three game stand here? All right, uh, I think I've undersold this team. Well, we've only had predictions twice, so no, um, sounds pretty boring. But I think they can go two and one. I don't know which one they're going to. They got to beat St. Louis. I hope they don't have a letdown game tomorrow against Nashville. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I think they, had, they had the extra day off. They had the they had the day off in Nashville today. Yeah. You know, party town. Could have had a yeah. could have had a late one. You know, I think it's gonna be exactly opposite of what I think. So I think it will be two and one, but I think the one they lose is the one they shouldn't is St. Louis. Trap game, first yeah. game home. That, That's that what seems doing. on brand. Um Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's really does this team is this team gonna be one that plays to their opponents, right? Because yeah. it seemed like that's what they were against Philly. They played below their opponent, um, right? But like they played up to Edmonton in those first two games. True. Um, you'd want to see them just play full tilt all year. Obviously, it's not very sustainable, and it's not how things go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if the Canucks can find a way to win two of these three games uh, and sit at, uh, you know, what would that be five and three. Uh, you know, you're pretty happy with that. You're yeah, and Parker, you're right. What do you have to be to make the playoffs? We keep talking about about 13 games over 500. That means every month you got to be two games over 500. If we come out of this, uh, you know, five and three, then we have that last game. So imagine, imagine if we were six and three or even five, three and one after October, that's great that you're right on pace for your, your two games over 500 um, a month. So that's, that's great. And compared to Oh, five and two, three, seven and three, six and two last year, I'll take it. I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking at the athletics projections right now. Um, oh, yes. Fill me in. The, so the Canucks are sitting at a projected 95 points. So That's right on that line. Yeah. Um, they've dipped a little bit because uh, they started the season just below 60. They got it up right. to 75. And then the two losses and then the one win. They're sitting at 65 right now. Okay. Which, again, we, we'd take that. That's uh, <laughs> Wait, 65% that's, uh, chance of making the playoffs? That's what they're yeah. saying? Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, I think some other teams have had pretty good bumps this week. Uh, Calgary mm. for one has, has jumped up a good bit. Uh, and then in the central, you have Nashville, um, trending upwards as well. Oh, okay. uh, cause they've, uh, cause they are three and three, which I think is better than yeah. they were expected to be. So they've yeah. come from the 30% they started the season with they're up to 46. And obviously okay. it's just sort of a mess, right? You have Minnesota and Winnipeg around 70. You have Vancouver, Calgary, and LA in the 70s, basically. And then the Oilers yep. have dropped from the 95 they were projected at the start of the season down to 83. Uh, Good. Because they haven't looked great. They obviously don't have McDavid for, for the next few games. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, before we go to the people, speaking of stats and projections, have you seen the NHL's new website, the Edge, NHL.com slash Edge? I've seen it. I haven't gone yeah. on it myself yet. Yeah, so I started to poke around a little bit. Then I remembered I was in the car, so I think don't think that was safe. But yeah, um, they don't have every single metric, but using the technology in the tags, the jersey tags, mm-hmm. in the pucks, everything that has to do with basically speed, um, whether it's yeah. measuring how fast a guy skates or how hard a guy shoots. So that's really what it is. It's it's how, how fast does a guy skate, 
how much does he skate? How hard does he shoot? And where is where does the shots come from? And and where does he spend all his time? Uh, offensive zone, neutral zone, or defense zone? So those five stat categories for now, kind of fascinating. You just look up your favorite player and see what percentile he's in. It's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, more data the better. Um, yes. Yes. I'm on the the Athletics Playoff Predictions page. They do have a, a new thing that they've added, which is strength of schedule, uh, which is sort of an interesting thing that we can, uh, we can track throughout the year. Oh. So one thing they track is obviously what percentage of games have been played at home. For the Canucks, that's 20. They, they've only played one home game. So being, you know, two and two on the road is is, yep. is decent. Um, and they'll also, so you can also see what the opponent's projected points are. Um, so there are five games that they have played. They've been playing yep. against basically league average teams, essentially 95 points, the projected of, uh, of opponents strength, the schedule for the rest of the year, the Canucks are near the bottom, um, projected opponents, uh, to have 91 points on average throughout okay. the season. No teams really, it's all like 90 to 93, literally all of them. Um, so it's not a huge difference yet. Um, but, uh, sort of an interesting thing maybe to keep track of as we get deeper into the yeah. year. So they're saying that our the strength of our opponent schedule is based up to ninety one point pace, and we're supposed to hit ninety five. So we that's why it's weaker, right? It's considered weaker than right. Then okay, yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay, I'll take it. Does it show? Yeah. Is it sortable? But who's got the toughest schedule for the rest of the season? It's sorted automatically. It's the thing is ninety is the weakest, and ninety three is the strongest. Oh, um, so which seems kind of weird, uh, but it's because the, the teams at the bottom of the standings are projected to have so few points, while teams at the top usually aren't projected to have that many, right? right. No one's getting projected to finish the year with 120 points, but one team might, right? Uh, Maybe 110 points, 115 points, um, right. but they will gladly project, uh, you know, San Jose to finish the year with 61 points, <laughs> to be, yeah. for example. Um, so Montreal is said to have the hardest strength of schedule throughout the year, um, and with Vancouver close to the bottom. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it then. Mm-hmm. All right. We got about five minutes to go to the people. Uh, so yeah. folks, if you have any, any questions or comments from this week's games, um, uh, we'd, we'd love to see them here. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah. Anything else Clay that you wanted to touch on while we're here? Do you want to talk on the whole Quinn Hughes controversy on Twitter? Uh, really quick, you know what's so funny, Parker, is actually on Game Over on Saturday when I had Sam and Kaya on with me, um, I without even without even knowing that Thomas, because Thomas Drance's article had, hadn't come out yet, I actually made the point of he because he was so dominant during that game, and I I, I brought up the ESPN list I, and I said how can he be ranked sixty when the the four I always compare him to we we always compare him to. Makar, Fox, Darlene, and Heiskanen were all ranked in the top 30. I said, fine, you could put Hughes at the bottom of those five, even though, because they're all yeah. really good players, but he's not 30 spots less than Miro Heiskanen. Right. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and then you look at their stats. They're all at the same. They all have four or five or six points. So it's not like Hughes is being amazing compared to them. Maybe they're doing what Hughes does for our team. Like they're that dominant and maybe they are, but just the, yeah, the perceived disrespect he gets from, hockey media, hockey fans, whatever. Um, so I've always liked him. He's my favorite current player. Um, but uh, I just want him to keep doing great things on the ice and shutting people up. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, yeah. look, I, I think he has been underrated, you know, the Dom Lucision thing. And then the reason that he gets so much heat is because of the quote that he put in from like the GM. It's like, I just don't know how good he is. And it's like, That's well, right. why are you answering the question? Right? Like, I, I get why. And like, of course, we're a bit sensitive because we've had not many things to be happy about uh, historically, yeah. right? So we have this, this defenseman who is elite. And in my opinion, probably a top five, top seven defenseman in hockey. And we're saying, well, you know, hey, maybe, you know, put some respect on our guy, right? Like, he's he's better than you think he is uh, as people who watch him night in, night out. And maybe we don't watch much of Makar and Heiskanen and, and things along yeah. those lines. So, yep. you know, we are, are we biased? Yes, of course. But um, so are other people. And I, yeah, I think I, I think that's a, a fair thing to say. Um, I think, I think everyone's being a little sensitive <laughs> to be fair. I think, I think a lot of Canucks fans sort of getting in his mentions every day. It's like, Hey, relax a little bit. Right. Right. But also right. he is fueling the fire and, and responding all the time too. So it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. Of course. And, and we're naturally, as you, as you titled this episode, Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson are elite. We want, we're naturally defensive. We're naturally proud. We stand up for our players, especially when we consider players at, at near the top of their position throughout the entire mm -hmm. league. So when we get these players, which is few and far between, of course we want to celebrate them. And of course we want to be proud of them. We want other fan bases to know how good these guys are. So yes, mm -hmm. I agree, Parker, that probably a little bit sensitive, but I don't blame fans because this is, mm -hmm. you know, we haven't had players this good since the Sedine. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice to have, uh, it's nice to have two, I mean, bona fide superstars. Yes. Genuinely. And, and Watch like Pedersen has looked like a little bit off, like a little bit injured, um, probably from Tyler Myers. Yeah, um, yeah. And even then he's like, oh, yeah, he's oh, the sixth player in Canucks history to have 10 points through five games. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's just like he's just doing things anyways. It doesn't matter. Right. He'll produce uh, his defensive play, I think, has been so, so good to start this year. Uh, he's definitely going to be near the top of the Selkie conversation. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's fun to watch. And and sort of I put on the thumbnail, like, are they, are they going to be able to carry this team? Cause the defense yeah. needs a bit of carrying and, and Quinn Hughes has done that so far. Yeah. Um, and for a team that's projected to be sort of in that mushy middle of teams, yes. uh, it's your superstars that can pull you up from that, right? They can have right. games and they can earn you points on their own. Uh, and if they yeah. do that enough times, then yeah, they absolutely can. Sure. Let's do three or four minutes of rapid fire. Edmund says, if absolutely. we trade Garland, you think we can get a D man for him? And would you still want Ethan bear on the team still? So two different questions there. What do you think? Yeah, you're not getting much of a D man. I, yeah. I know the team floating around a lot is the Capitals, um, and they're mm. wanting I think forty percent retained, which at that point it's like uh, oh. I, I feel like you're really you're really hurting yourself, right? Yeah. Now, if you look like Garland so far hasn't been a world beater, he hasn't been phenomenal, but is the defenseman you're going to get for him going to be that? Probably right. not, right? right. You're, you're probably right. getting a third pair guy, which. You know, it does help, right? You're probably taking minutes away from guys like Juleson, from guys like Myers, uh, when an injury occurs, right? And you're yep. and you're starting to think about having to play, play Mark Friedman for 20 minutes a night. Maybe <laughs> you don't have to do that because you've got a little bit more depth. But now you're also, you know, you don't have Connor Garland who can step up and play second or first line minutes if you absolutely need him to. Um, right. And, you know, now you're, you're bumping guys. You know, maybe you bump Hoaglander up, and that's probably not a yeah. huge downgrade, but... It's it is a downgrade, and I'll answer the second part. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take a healthy Ethan Bear for one point three million, one point four million. Yeah. He's an upgrade uh, over Friedman, and and you could argue over Myers at twenty five percent of the cost. Justin Absolutely. says this: 
Canucks have a better record than expected, but the starts of periods where they get dominated, where they look checked out. Is that a concerning factor as the season goes along? It's a little bit. It is early. Um, that Those first two games are pulling a lot of weight so far. Um, because for me, I'm looking at, you know, this team being three and two, that's great. Um, and comparing that to last year, you know, big upgrade, right? Yeah. However, yeah. those first two games and a little bit on, on Saturday, they, they've, they've been a much harder team to play against. Uh, and mm. I think that's something that we can hang our hat on a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, the, the stretches where they are seemingly a little bit checked out, you don't love that, especially early in the season because they shouldn't be tired. Um, so yeah, I think it's a little bit concerning and something to monitor. Um, yeah. I think it's really just going to be limiting damage when damage is dealt. It's, it's yeah. allowing the two quick goals. Are you scoring one? They, they answer right back. Um, I think it's just staying consistent throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, here's one more, uh, just from me. I'll just ask you. Uh, Hughes and Hronik, what do you think of the pairing so far? I like it. Yeah. I've really liked Hronik's game. Um, I, you know, he makes a lot of skill plays. Sometimes Hughes will throw it to him at the blue line, and it seems like, you know, a lot of guys would just panic and dump it in, but he can make the little step and and create something. Yeah. Um, I've I've liked them together a lot. And, and I'm I'm happy for Hughes because now he actually gets – a real, you know, potential top pairing defenseman to, yeah. to go alongside him. Good. And I like this one to end off because it's positive. If you have these five choices, Demko for Vesna, Hughes for Norris, Peter for Selke, Talkett for Jack Adams, and Besser for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the most likely to happen, whether it's this year, let's go even nomination, not even win. How many nominations are we getting out of this group? I think you're probably getting, if the, if it's a playoff team, is yep. nomination as in top three? Top three, top final. Okay. Sorry, finalists, finalists. Yeah, I'd say you're getting two. Um, if this team makes the playoffs, if this team makes the playoffs, Tockett is definitely nominated or a finalist yep. for Jack Adams, and I imagine not Besser for Rocket. That's probably not one of them. But the other three, Demko for Resna, Hughes for Norris, or Petey for Selkie, at least one of those probably has to happen mm-hmm. for this team to be in that uh, or to be solidly in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, Petey was what seventh in Selkie votes last year. Yeah. He's got one less guy, the top guy to compete with. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Petey will finish anywhere between third and fifth in Selkie votes this year. Yeah. Uh, especially with the way he's playing, he could do better than that. Uh, and yeah. if the team's in the playoffs, that'll help. Hughes for Norris again, yeah, probably in that same second to fifth yeah. or sixth yes. range. Yeah, and then yeah, Demko, uh, if he's playing like this all year and he puts up, let's say, a nine seventeen, which is optimistic, but that would really help this team get there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if any of those things are happening, I'm, I'm sure, um, that would help the team a lot. I just think there's so many good goalies. Um. I I agree with you. I think yeah. for me, Hughes and Petey, slightly better chance of being a, a finalist in their category than Demko. But you're right. If if they make the playoffs. Yeah, Demko and DeSmith got to be doing something right for sure. Yeah, and Demko doesn't have the greatest defense in front of him, right? Like that yeah, 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 that yeah, definitely yeah. doesn't help. Awesome. Well, look at us in a good mood. 160 people in here as we wrap up. Canucks are 3-2. and two. We're both predicting winning week, so all is right in the world. And tomorrow, you make your anticipated debut. Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow, uh, it'll be around probably nine o'clock. I imagine if the game game probably will start at like six twenty-five. So yeah, uh, probably be nine o'clock over on the SDPN channel on YouTube. I'll be hosting game over Vancouver tomorrow night. Awesome. Um, awesome. So yeah, feel free to come join me over there. Otherwise the other games I'll, I'll do a video on my channel as I have been uh, doing so far this season, uh, which has been fun. 
Um, Clay, what do you got going on? I am, uh, I have she had my biggest work event of the year, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So I'll be anticipating that getting some rest, get doing some preparation and just watching these games on the side. Uh, not streaming tonight. Oh, thank you for setting me up. Not streaming tonight. You got joking around. We joked around about repetition and, and kind of just saying the same stuff. I realize every time I turn on my camera five minutes after this thing ends, I just say the exact same thing that Parker and I just talked about. So I'd rather have everyone come to this show instead. And then I'll save my energy for other nights. So no show tonight, but I'll be back live after your Canucks uh, game over Vancouver. I'll be 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Excellent. So you'll have a nice long gap with there that game being so early. Yes. Um, excellent. All right, folks. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, you can feel free to rewind here or, um, you know, find it later on YouTube. Maybe rewind back to the beginning. Find it on your favorite podcast platform in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, or of course, just listen to it on your way to work in the morning. Make sure you hit like, make sure you're sub subscribed with notifications on everything like that. You can find me Parker's pucks on YouTube, Twitter, uh, on the SDPN channel tomorrow. You can find clay cannot clay on YouTube and Twitter also on the SDPN channel for game over at Vancouver, um, for another quarter of the appearances. Um, mm -hmm. so folks have a lovely night. Uh, hopefully we have a few Canucks wins to talk about next week, starting tomorrow against the Preds at 6.15. Have a good one. Good night.